0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 in the morning Pacific time, where I'm at, 7.40 Mountain time, 8.40 Texas time, and 9.40 Michigan and East Coast time. Thrilled to have you along with us this morning. If you ever miss any of these calls, you can pick them up on sound, S-O-U-N-D, CLOUD, C-L-O-U-D, and put in TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're archived all the way back nine-plus years. They, the uh, earlier ones definitely have the date and who the host was for the last several months we've actually been putting what the topic of the call was in as well. And if you get your podcasts through a different podcast service, If you put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and Tier 90, or Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, all scrunched together, these calls could well pop up as well. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, and I'm welcoming you to call this morning. Thrilled to have you along with us. A big shout-out to both Frank and Brian Curry because they both are, are technical geniuses that help keep us up and running, and we are truly very grateful to have them along. So that tier 90 program, when you're first starting out, is one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals, if you're a really large person, you might need to add a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein in it, or you'll need to increase the grams of protein um, that you consume with three meals. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise <coughs> is highly encouraged because that's part of that lifestyle change. Um, and try to switch it up so that your body doesn't get used to which. What you're doing all the time so that it's actually working a little bit and not um, kind of sliding through the exercise. Mohagan um, used to suggest, you know, trying a different activity for a month or so, or swapping between yoga and maybe running, or um, so switching it up. I like to switch it up between weight-bearing and walking, just because those are things that I like to do and it helps to keep my whole body balanced. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for instance, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. And it doesn't have to be specifically water, but um, the the amount of fluid is really important. So you might be able to drink tea if it's an herbal tea, or you might be able to drink a green tea, but realize that there's some trade-offs with some of the other fluids other than water that you'll have to account for in the TR-90 program. Getting seven to nine hours of rest daily is also a really critical key component because your body does a whole bunch of um, system resets while you sleep, which helps the program move along. Also, taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is highly optimum. If you're not able to take it 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, do take them with your meal because it'll still work. It's just that. It won't work quite as effectively as it would if you could take it 15 to 20 minutes beforehand. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables. As I mentioned yesterday in part of what I was sharing with you, um, the fruits and vegetables give you fiber. They give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and it's really important to have those items into that Tier 90 program. And... As always, I'm always looking to share information that will help support our Tier 90 lifestyle. So I'm sharing information today out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig. Lustig is spelled L-U-F-T-I-G. He's an MD and an MSL. And... I've been sharing um, things that you can do about altering your food environment and how some of these other diets might compare to what you're doing or things you might consider um, to help support your TR90 lifestyle. So I left off yesterday with the Ornish diet. Well, today I'm starting off with the Paleolithic diet, an evolutionary compromise, the paleolithic diet, which is low-carb, high-fat, includes foods that were available to our ancestors prior to agriculture, meat, fish, nuts, natural fruits, and vegetables. It excludes milk, grains, processed foods of any sort. This diet has been popularized by scientists, including Lauren Cordain and Cordain is spelled C-O-R-D-A-I-N, and S. Boyd Eaton, Stafton Lindberg Lindbergh, studied the inhabitants of the Kit Kitava, an island just off of Papua New Guinea, who still live naturally on this diet today. They do not suffer from heart disease, diabetes, obesity, or hypertension, or stroke, and Mr. Rustig says that he says my USCF um, his UF US, UCF S colleague, Dr. Linda Frosteto, that's spelled F-R-A-S-S-E-T-T-O, has shown that even ten days on a paleolithic diet can improve blood pressure, insulin sensitivity, glucose tolerance and lipid profiles whether or not you lose weight. One issue with the Paleolithic diet is the lack of vitamin D and calcium, not an issue for our Paleolithic ancestors who spent all of their time out of doors, which could potentially be made up with supplements. Others knock its reliance on animal meat as a protein source, but the quality of the fat is still much better than with the Western diet. This diet also includes all grains, including those with fiber, which may not be necessary to limit. But perhaps the biggest problem is its expense. Due to its, this diet right cost, the way to do... Um, To do this diet right costs more than a trip to whole foods, which means that the poor aren't invited to the caveman party. So the next one is the low glycemic index diet theory versus practice. Another alternative for reducing insulin that has procured press and adherence is called the low glycemic index or GI diet. The glycemic index refers to a theory of eating with the purpose of keeping down the blood sugar and therefore insulin. But it is not the panacea, but the zealot type. The GI is a simple concept. How high does your serum glucose rise in response to 50 grams of carbohydrate? in any given food as compared with the glucose response in 50 grams of straight starch, white bread. However, as we saw in Chapter 8, it's not the glucose response that matters. It's the insulin response that follows. The yo-yo glucose insulin effect of the high GI diet is thought to drive excess energy intake and promote obesity. As useful a concept as GI is, the concept of glycemic load is even more relevant. It takes into account the beneficial effect of fiber. The GL of a food is calculated as its GI times the amount of the food containing 50 grams of carbohydrate. The more fiber means a larger portion because there's less digestible carbohydrate. You can turn a high GI food into a low GL food by eating it with the original fiber. A good example of this is carrots, which are high in the GI index, but lots of carbohydrates, but low glucose level because it has even more fiber. There are two problems with GI and GL. The low GL diet or the low GI diet is most effective in patients who have obesity due to excessive insulin release by the pancreas. That makes sense based on the low GI diet prevents the blood glucose from rising in response to a meal. The second problem with the concept of GI and GL is fructose itself. Fructose (coughs) isn't glucose when eaten, and it doesn't raise the glucose, and it doesn't raise the insulin directly. Indeed, the fructose was originally touted as an excellent sugar alternative for patients with diabetes, precisely because it has a low GI of 20 but fructose is the most agarious cause of liver insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. Because of its unique liver metabolism, this hasn't stopped the food industry from trying to capitalize on the low GI craze by adding fructose to foods. The low GI diet takes into account insulin suppression and fiber. and to that a low-fructose diet, and you have the main tenets of the South Beach diet. Keeping insulin low, eating lots of fiber, and avoiding added sugar, now you're on to something. So, tweaking your diet based on genetics or biochemistry. Should our genetics determine our diet? Some diets may work better in one person or another based on genetics. Certainly, for the 1% with the familial hypercholesterolemia, it's either the low-fat diet with statins or heart attack city. Latinos are famous for developing diabetes and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease due to a genetic alteration expressed in the liver. If you're one of the 19% of Latinos with this genetic defect, then any fructose you consume goes straight to the liver fat. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And in one study, the success of different diets was dependent on three separate genes that control the fat metabolism. By far and away, your insulin profile is the most important factor in determining which diet approach will work best for you. Here are four different studies that argue for knowing your insulin. One, the low GI diet works best in those subjects whose pancreases release the most insulin. Two, the low carb diet works best in the subjects with the most insulin resistance. Number three, yet if the insulin resistance is caused by genetic variation, then that we've got on the next page. Going low-carb can't fix the problem, in which case a high-carb, low-fat diet is more effective in improving weight loss. Number four, and of course, our octrootide uh, studies argue that insulin suppression is an effective method to promote weight loss. Let's look at all of these diets. Some rely on fat for energy, others rely on carbohydrates for energy, and some use both. Yet they all work to control weight and improve metabolic health and have been shown to reduce heart disease. What do they all share? Two things. They are all low in sugar and they all are all high in fiber and therefore high in micronutrients. We've arrived. That's the point. That's what matters. You now hold the keys to the kingdom. Naturally occurring fructose comes from sugar cane, fruits and some vegetables and honey. The first three have way more fiber than fructose and the last is protected by bees. Nature made sugar hard to get. Man made it easy to get. And that's the negative truth but the food industry and the U.S government won't admit because if they did, they wouldn't, they'd have to scale back <coughs> <coughs> and they either can't or don't want to. That's why the rates of obesity and chronic metabolic syndrome, me, metabolic disease, have skyrocketed wherever the industrial global diet has been introduced. The number of people who can stick to any diet is exceedingly small. (coughs) Recidivism is the watchword of dieting. First, there's temptation, then there's convenience, and then there's lack of access. (coughs) Excuse me. Then there's boredom, and then there's the cherry on the frappe is the negative weight plateau for many dieters. which weakens your willpower even further. So I'm going to stop there with that today. That's why we call the TR90 actually a lifestyle change, (laughs) because you're changing things and substituting things that will actually make it work and be something that's long-term and sustainable. With that, I'm going to take us off and mute so we can say goodbye to each other. This is Susie Mann from, from... Portland, Oregon, January 11th,
1: 2022. Signing
0: out. So there we have it. Feel better. Oh, I am, actually I'm doing better today than I was yesterday, but I am taking it slow and easy to make sure that I continue on that path to Will help.
1: <laughs> Hope you're well, using AIE10 and G3 along with CordyMax.
0: Oh, absolutely. Good. Thank you. That's a good reminder for any of those that might be getting sick. Something that will help boost your immune system are all three of those products. Absolutely. Especially the AIE10 <clears throat> and immune formula too. True. Well, I'm going to let everyone go, and we should have Frank tomorrow, and I'll be back on Thursday, and we'll have Victoria up on Friday with another lovely meditation to get our week off to a weekend off to a really great start. And if you're looking to build a new skin business, in about a minute and a half, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global, we'll have one of our wonderful leaders sharing some tips about how to build a new skin business. Thank you and have a great day, everyone. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.